and welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Dave, that's Scott, we're here to review movies, baby. Um, today's movie <laughs> is The Chinese Cat. It's a uh, Charlie Chan uh, movie. I am a huge fan of Charlie Chan. Uh, but before we get too started, too, too rolling mm -hmm. into this, I have a couple of things to say. Hit the like button, hit the join button, hit the follow button, share us, leave a review. Just, whatever, yes, please. you know, if there's something that you like about us, tell us. If there's something you don't like about us, don't tell us. Just hit like. Oh, hell, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> just, just like it anyway. Just like it anyway. Five-star review, even if you think we suck, you know, uh, just help us out. <laughs> but, but, but I just want to talk real quick about one of the worst movies I've seen in my life. And that was The Day After Tomorrow. It, it's a disaster flick. It's a fairly new one. Can't, can't Is it the it. one with the polar vortexes? Yeah, everything goes. Everything's freezing. And, and yeah. And it swings its message with a hammer? Yeah, oh, yeah. With a, a hammer, a battle axe, a freaking icicle. It is the worst tripe movie yeah. built on pseudoscience, which is global warming, global cooling, global fill-in-the-blank, uh, man-made, blah, 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 blah. It happens in a day. In a day. In a day. This is the worst. This would never happen. It takes centuries for Ice yeah. Ages to hit. Even the even the 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 little ice age that happened uh, in Britain, I forgot what years it was, but it up until about the 1700s, 1800s, I think mm -hmm. they were still walking across the Thames. They could have the big river uh, fairs right. in the winter, um, but that that was considered the small ice age or mini ice ages because it, it would freeze for so long. But that took centuries to get to that point, and then it took centuries for it to to back off. Right. And when I watched this movie, I just there was not one believable thing happening in this movie yeah. at all. Not freaking one thing. It was horrible. Don't waste your time, people. Special effects were kind of nice. The graphics yeah. were kind of cool, but the the oh lord, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't want to get hit by a message, don't definitely don't watch this movie. Honestly, that was worse. I mean, I, and here's my thing with the messages that when we talk about this all the damn time, yeah, yeah. I don't care where you fall on it, whether you agree with the message or not. Mm -hmm. I personally, even if I agree with the message, don't want to be hit in the face like I'm an idiot with it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and it, it, I think it's lazy. I think it's lazy and agenda driven and they set out to make a message more than they did a movie. Not a fan of, of that movie. I have watched it. I did watch it all the way through because the effects are actually pretty cool. But the yes. whole thing is like in a day. Eh. <laughs> I made it through about 90% because I came in a little bit late and I had to ask questions, to find out who was who and what was going on. Right. And I was just like, well, well, no, none of that would ever happen. <laughs> There's just no, it's not going to happen. And then it ends. Yeah. Like, yeah. wait, wait, that happened in a day? Yeah, it was not only that. They tried to do some B story of some father-son shit yeah. in there, did they not? Yeah, story. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? You're not going to add it to it, so I don't care. Um, I agree with you. Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched anything shitty. 
Um, and I'm not going to give spoilers because I don't know if you've watched it yet, but I absolutely love Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It's in my queue. It is a lot of fun. Dave Batista, we need more movies from him. Um, so very, very fun movie. Um, I, I highly recommend everybody check it out. Cool. Yeah, we'll be watching that either tonight or tomorrow, probably. I think. Uh, yeah, I just had to get that off my chest because it was such a bad movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, but that it was a horrible movie. Don't waste your time. If it's floating around on Netflix and probably several other channels, don't. Ah, it's horrible. But, uh, <laughs> you're welcome, folks. I watched the bad movies, so you don't have to. Right, right. Um, the Chinese cat has one of my favorite characters in all of the Charlie Chan films. His name is Birmingham Brown. Yeah. Birmingham Brown is portrayed by Manton Moreland. Uh, he's a black guy. He was a very big actor back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize how many movies he did. I, I think I got on his IMBD channel or I, IMBD. Yeah. Internet, Internet movie International movie, movie database. Yeah. Um, and looked and was just looking at some of his history and some of the things that he did. He had actually starred in a few uh, black movies that were done back in the 30s and 40s, I want to say, where they had the entire cast was black and they were specifically designed for for uh, black folks. And interesting. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought it was very interesting. And he, you know, he started in some. He had his start on um, in. Uh, vaudeville which i didn't realize that black actors were allowed on vaudeville but evidently right. they were and much more accepted than anywhere else i could be wrong about that so if there's a historian out there you know squealing in their pants right now it's oh yeah, we're probably wrong about, about something it. Yeah. <laughs> do what and we're wrong about something i'm sure yeah i mean because i but it seems like what i was reading and how i was reading it he, he was very very popular on, on in vaudeville um, there, and I just want to say about Birmingham Brown, a, a lot of people, the character of, and Manton Moreland, a lot of people look at characters of that day, especially if they're a black person and they're, they're usually a maid or a butler mm -hmm. or a driver or something like that. And they're very kept in the background. They're always, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. Here's your tea, ma'am. Or, you know, whatever. Manton Moreland's character, Birmingham Brown, from his first appearance in Charlie Chan's uh, Secret to his second showing up in Charlie Chan's The Chinese Cat, I love this character. Yeah, he's he, a great character. He, for me, is the everyman. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's my, not in the background. Yeah, he's my view. He's my viewpoint. And not just my viewpoint, but... It's me walking next to Charlie Chan in this point. Yes. He's your, he's your portal into um into the show. Yes. Um yes. and bec because he's so normal. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's not used to he, any of this. No, and neither would I. And so right. when I when I watched this, I instantly fell in love with Birmingham Brown mm -hmm. and uh Matt and Moreland. And we if we go all the way back to one of our very early episodes, six or seven, something in there, we did Spider yeah. Baby, Spider which Baby. uh Matt Manton shows up as uh the first victim of the movie. And right. it's like 
who is that guy? He looks so familiar. And, um, you know, as you said, he's got such a, um, such a pedigree of, of right. stuff, but his, his acting in this and the way this character was written is not taking the background, not just being a driver, not being a doorman, nothing. He is, he is an equal to Charlie Chan. He right. is in his circle. That's his bud. And, um, even though Manton doesn't realize it, because when Charlie shows up this time, it's like, oh no, you know, not not in my cab again, you know. It's like I'm not I'm not dealing with this. Because <laughs> he knows what does not want to be part of this friendship at first. Because he knows where it's gonna go. <laughs> and with that said, I wrote down their first meeting, the little bit of conversation that they have. Charlie Chan's in the cab, and he notices Birmingham Brown's uh, ID. His uh, mm -hmm his driver's license for being a cabbie and Charlie Chan speaks to the driver. He says, uh, not glad to see me Birmingham. And Birmingham says, last time we met, there was two or three murders. Charlie Chan, the best line in any Charlie Chan movie. Murder is my business. Yeah. Manton's comeback is murder's all right, but you a host salesman. <laughs> When I heard that, I was like, you're a whole salesman. Holy crap. How yeah. brilliant is that? It's great. Their their chemistry is perfect. Uh, was Sidney Toller and, yeah. and yeah. Matt and their chemistry is great. And from what I understand, they, they initially, um, I'd read somewhere there where they, they weren't going to bring Birmingham Brown back or they weren't, they didn't want Mant and Moreland or something. And Sidney Toller really liked him. And it was like, no, we're this is the guy I want. This is who we're gonna have. He's a great actor and he's funny as hell. Mm -hmm. And they were actually friends from what I've been able to gather. Yeah. So that really says something for the time period. And Sidney Toller wasn't I mean, he might have been part of Hollywood, you know, blah blah blah. But he liked the guy. He knew the guy could do the job and, and how it could be done. And it, it it could have been done very poorly. It could have been very, very uh, racist which was very typical of the time period for this oh movie. yeah um but neither one of them were gonna allow it no you know manton moreland from what i can gather from a little bit i've read about him is he he didn't allow i mean he would play the part he would do the the stupid you know the big eyes and the the stuff like that but that was part of his shtick anyway yeah um the double talk was part of his shtick that was his vaudeville stuff that's he. That's what he brought from vaudeville. He he had to act big. He had to do the the big expressions because that's what he was used to on stage. You know, the people you know, in the background back row had to see it. Yeah, and you you had mentioned vaudeville, and this is going to go off of an earlier discussion uh -huh. um, when we talk about Mo Howard right. and Shimp Howard and Curly um, right. and Larry Fine. Um, how they all were in vaudeville as well. Yeah. So, and, yes. and when you told me of the connect, the possible connection there, that at one point Manton was looked being looked at, or at least Mo wanted him to be a yeah. stooge. It was like, I would have died to see him as one of the stooges because his, his yeah. comedic timing is brilliant. I mean, he's I, just, he's physical. He's funny. He's smart. It's, mm -hmm. I think Columbia really fucked up there. And yeah. the, the you're speaking of that, and where I found this, folks, is on a thing called todayifoundout.com is where I found out about Manton Moreland having a connection to the Three Stooges. And what it was is Shemp and, and Mo had discussed 
if one of us dies or one of us gets injured, because we're all getting kind of old, if something happens to one of us, who should we get to replace us? They decided they wanted Manton Moreland. Lo and behold, Shemp passes away. Mm -hmm. Mo, just to make sure, goes to Larry. Larry goes, yes, that's freaking perfect. <laughs> this, this guy is perfect. So the whole thing, the, the little snippet that I got from the biography was, Manton was responsive when Larry Fine and I talked the idea over with him. I mean, we'd all seen our better days by that time, but old Moreland now, there was a talent that could have invigorated the whole act. <clears throat> he had the wordplay. You ever heard him do that anticipation routine where he and one of another partner starts finishing each other's sentences? And he had the physical shtick, the jive moves, the double, the double take receptions that could would have filled in the gaps that uh, Jerome, Curly, and Shemp had kept covered. But of course, Columbia Pictures Management demanded a white guy because they'd apparently been scared off of Manton. And we ended up with that prissy damn Joe Besser who was what you might call a pain. I've always thought that what a great act the Stooges could have stayed in a while longer if only we'd have gone with Manton. Now that is Mo Howard. Mm -hmm. That's Mo Howard quote being quoted in his biography that he wanted Manton Moreland because he yeah. thought he was the best guy for the job. God, he's perfect. Hollywood management said, no, yeah. we're scared. We're too scared to do what's right. Can you imagine? Can you freaking imagine? They would have lasted another 20 years, easy, yeah. and had been a hell of a lot funnier than they were with Joe Besser. Yeah, yeah, because I don't, you know, when I, I, I own a huge Stooge collection, mm -hmm. and guess what? I don't own any Joe Besser ones. No, God, uh, God, why? Why would you? No. Oh. I, I watch Shimp and Curly, and I'm done. And yeah. that's a lot, a lot of episodes. But it's like, no. But if Manton would have been there, I'm a huge Stooge fan. Yeah. I see in him that that physicality the the double right. talk the right. everything is like he is he could be their brother and could, that's could you, could you imagine him and mo howard because there there is a three stooges episode floating around with manton moorhead in it or more no yeah there's an image i'm gonna have to them, look it up <laughs> them holding him and I'm, I'm guessing he must have been a butler or something that they were fucking mm -hmm. with but i want to see this episode i got to find it I never knew of this connection until we we watched this, and I just wanted to look up Manton. I just wanted to have something to say yeah. nice about the guy because I love this guy. I've watched and anything I can find on him, I watch. There's one called um, a movie called King of the Zombies. It is well worth the watch. He he and his buddy or his partner or the guy he works for supposedly crash land on this island. There's zombies on the of island. Of course. <laughs> Manton Moreland is not the star of this movie, but Manton Moreland is the star of this movie. If, if he was not in this movie, it would have been a crap movie, would have been nothing. This guy enters and he is funny through the entire thing. <laughs> absolutely hysterical. Anybody out there wants to watch it, it's called King of... King of the Zombies. Very funny. Um, and Manton went on to do quite a few Charlie Chan shows. Uh, I think 15 or 16 with Sidney Tollier and, uh, and uh, oh, crud, I forgot the guy who... 
Yeah, I will definitely have to check out King of the Zombies. But yeah, the the whole I know we we're supposed to be talking about Charlie Chan and the Chinese uh, hat, but Manton yeah. to me is Birmingham Brown that character and seeing that interaction. Um, right. I don't want to give anything away about these Charlie Chan episodes as far as what exactly happened, um, just because I think people should go watch this. Now, I this was my first foray into Charlie Chan. Really. Uh, yeah, this is the first time I'd ever ever seen it because I'm like I don't want to watch. That's right. I remember you yeah. and I talking about that a little bit. That's yeah. why I wanted to. I pushed Charlie Chan a little bit. You did. It. You did. Yeah. It's like you know what? I'll finally break down and watch it. Sometimes I'm I'm hesitant to watch old stuff. Right. Right. Because, I understand. But you know, sometimes you find a gem. And what I found with watching this all, and I'm just going to get this out of the way real quick. Sydney uh, Toller's not Chinese. That's all I'm saying about it. It was the 40s or the late 30s. I can't go back in time and change it. It is what it is. So um, anyway, take it up with them. (laughs) And to to add to that, if Key Luke didn't have a problem with it, nobody else should have a problem with it either. There you go. You know? Drop the mic. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody else seemed to have a problem with Sidney Toller or... or, uh, Oh, I can't remember the other actor's name. Oh, but. My, my mind is just shutting yeah. down on, on but all it, the And actors. that's just it. And it, it just goes back to that. Was I'm not making excuses saying that was the time. I'm saying it was back then. We can't change it. That's how it was. Yes, it would have been fucking awesome to hire a Chinese person. But I, will, I, I do want to, just without going into a full-blown discussion about this, right. um, just basically talk about how during the time, uh, the anti-Asian sentiment was high mm-hmm. and having uh, the writer who who created this character to show, hey, right. not all Chinese people are bad. Look at this. Here is a great character of Charlie Chan who is doing everything pro bono um, and he just wants to help. And he's he's just a he's a good American, basically. Right. <laughs> he's, well, he's that's doing, why the world yeah. the Biggers created him. Yes. Was because of, there was so much uh, uh, really bad uh, takes on Asians, uh, Chinese mm-hmm. or Orientals in general were, were very portrayed very poorly in popular cinema, yes. popular literature of the time. And he created Charlie Chan to say, "Hey, hey, hey! Not all these guys are evil wizards, you know, or buck slant eyed. <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. all what you're. They're being portrayed as, um, yeah. and." Charlie Chan for me, I grew up. I don't know how lo- how old I was before I realized the guy wasn't Chinese. Well, no, you wouldn't have. You lose yourself in the story. Yes. Um, honestly, even would now, I love, would I love to see Charlie um, uh, Charlie Chan take that role, or or not Charlie Chan? Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yeah, I would love to see Jackie Chan. Yeah, was, I did it again. Every time I say this, I always screw it up. I'd love to see Jackie Chan take the role. And for Absolutely. me, it would be very funny is if his number one son was a white guy made up like an Asian guy. That would crack me up. I would it laugh would. my ass off. Yeah. Everybody else would have a hissy fit and go, oh, you're appropriating. Fuck you. It's funny. It's, it is. Um, it is funny. And that, you know, <laughs> with, 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 with all of that, you know, aside, 
I, I think uh, the Charlie Chan movies are very important to the whole murder mystery genre yeah. that still goes today. I mean, how many years, decades, mm-hmm. has Law & Order been on? Right. And how many different versions of it? Yes. And you've got, we would not have Magnum P.I., Moonlighting, Heart to Heart, uh, all these, Columbo, all these, right. Quincy... Shit, any detective, yeah. Murder, yeah. She Wrote, Matt Locke, I can go on and on and on. Because Remington Steele. They're all yeah. Yeah. great stories. Everybody loves Lucifer. We would not have Lucifer today if it wasn't for the, the, the crime serial. And this, right. I, I, when I think of it now, after seeing this so far back, this, I would believe, is what jump-started this whole, this whole genre of TV. Yeah, I, I would say yes. And for me... Watching these movies, which I just love. I love Charlie Chan movies. Um, I always have, ever since I was a kid. What I love about them is that he is he is a Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Better, better said, you know, is the best way I can say it. He's, he's a Sherlock Holmes character. There, there's a scene, the funniest thing about Charlie Chan is he is very wise. He's a very wise man. He, he knows that he's very calm. He's very cool and collected. And then one of his kids shows up. <laughs> and his kid, it's usually one of the sons. It's either number one son or number three son. Sometimes it's the number six son. The One of the younger boys shows up. But when they show up, especially when the daughter shows up, they're all speaking colloquial English jive. Yeah. And of the time period. So... If you're not familiar with any of the any of the, the the short you know shorthand language, you you might lose it too because it's funny. He'll show up. The kid, one of the kids, will come in and start talking to him and blah blah blah. Hey, dad. Hey, daddy. Oh, what's up? And what's happening? The house is swinging. And and he just looks like I have no idea what you're saying. Right. You know, and that's funny that you say that because I hear um, I work with a lot of people that have teenagers and stuff, uh-huh. and they talk about these things that their kids say, and I'm like, right. What are you talking about? I <laughs> I don't mean? know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Right. It's very funny. Because this one, his son shows up, and his son <laughs> is skipping school for whatever reason. They never explain why he's, yeah. he's dumped school to go see his dad. But his dad keeps, like, giving him grief. And his, his dad will insult his son. But he mm-hmm. does it, and he kind of side-eyes him with a smile, like, you know, oh, I yeah. love you, but... You know, we're going to talk about this in a minute. And at one point, the detective comes in. They find a dead body. It's Charlie Chan and his son. They find a dead body behind a table in a dark room. The, a detective comes walking into the room. They got the detective that was supposed to meet them there or something. And the son starts talking. And the, the detective is just looking at him like, who the hell are you? And Charlie Chan says, Bottleneck of progress is number three son Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that was what <laughs> that's the kind of insult he just keeps yeah. throwing out at this kid. <laughs> he did it throughout the whole thing and I just had to laugh. And it's just you know, it's obvious everybody got along on there, or at least they oh, appeared yeah. to. They were all professional. Everybody had it such a good chemistry. Um, and this, this was good. There's a particular scene in there that I just love, and it has to deal with the person who's actually a twin. 
Yeah. And one of them's dead. So when Manton sees him, he thinks it's a ghost. And it's just. <laughs> and he gets he loses it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me to go out there and look at him. No, I'm telling you, there's a ghost. Yeah. He's like, no way. Yeah, there's a ghost. <laughs> there's a ghost. You're right. He's a ghost. <laughs> Never stopping to think that, you know, yeah. it could be, but it's so funny. It's so funny. It works so well. Um, I definitely have to watch more after seeing this. Oh, um, yeah. And anytime you want to do a, do a review of any of the other ones, let me know. Uh, there was another, really, I'm going to read off this other insult that was just great. <laughs> the dad, this is after the son is being beaten up by some gang. I think it's after takes place afterwards where the son's getting beaten up by some gangsters because they're looking for this really huge diamond and yeah. it's like super priceless it's hidden and, in a cat's ass yeah basically yeah <laughs> um, the camera work in this movie is really well done it's not it's not as fancy schmancy as uh um orson wells would do but they had some really good camera moves in here and camera yeah. tricks and and there's a scene in the very, very beginning of the movie that sets up the entire movie. I've watched this, I don't know, 10 times and never caught it. I texted you the shot that I was like, yep. oh my God, it's right. It's blatantly right there. They're, they're telling you what needs to be found. I'm yep. not going to ruin it for anybody, but when it happens, you might see it. You might not. But anyway, after the, the kids beat up by these <laughs> gangsters, the... He says something really stupid to Charlie Chan. And, and Charlie looks over and he goes, Here you are, a weak limb which no family tree can point to with pride. And the kid just looks at him. I mean, that's like a crushing blow. That's harsh. Right? Yeah. And he just, and he looks at the kid and he smiles, you know, because you know it wasn't, it was just like, kids, you just aren't listening to anything I'm saying. No. <laughs> and it was. But, it was funny because his Charlie's delivery is just so dry, yeah. and he's he's just he does it in such a way. It's like, oh, you just insulted me, you yeah. asshole! Like, you know, like somebody will take two steps out of the door and then realize, shit, I just got insulted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it sounds like a wise saying that he's saying until you're yeah. walking away and you're like, holy crap, Charlie Chan just insulted me. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> There was one little thing that I did like um, when Charlie Chan has gone and he's looking for, he's taking some little statues downtown to some Chinese pottery place. Goes mm -hmm. the, the stuff to the guy and the guy opens his book because he wants to know who sold, who was sold these these statues. He opens up the book and the book is in Chinese. Now for me, when I see that nowadays, it's like, well, of course it's in Chinese. The guy's, you know, it's a shop. That's that's what he writes in. Back then, I would have, I would have thought they would have done it in English, just so the American audience could read it. Oh, I see what you're saying. It all in Chinese, and I was like, "Well, that's freaking phenomenal. That, that was authentic. a good touch." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that was that was good for me. I like the friendship between Tommy and and uh, and uh, Manton's character. Yes, yeah. Uh, Birmingham. That was well, all, who that's would, always good. Who wouldn't be friends with Birmingham? I mean, how could you not be? Well, exactly. Could, especially after you blow up his car. <laughs> you know, you got to give the guy a new job. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I blew up your car. I guess you're my driver now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to give anything away, but this is a good story. It's a good whodunit. Yes, it is. And why done it. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and it's really, and it all fits together. In the it's end, got, it all it's got some twist in it, and it does yeah. keep you guessing. Um, right. Well, at least it did for me. I know there'll be somebody on there. I figured it out in 10 seconds. Well, whatever, right. Jackass. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> but, okay, let, well, we'll finish this one up real quick, because I know you you have to go take your old man nap. Oh, shit, uh, you're going to make me pause. <laughs> I was going to start a new episode. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I figured we would just do our uh, thing here. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop the recording. So hold on a second. So any final thoughts on the Chinese cat? Uh, the Chinese cat. Uh, it's a Charlie Chan mystery. It's well worth a watch. If I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I know it was a white guy dressed as a Chinaman. But when you see Sidney Toller without his makeup on, he basically <laughs> looks the exact same. Yeah, he doesn't look um, much different. Key Luke really didn't doesn't. complain about it. I'm not going to complain right. about it. If you don't love Manton Moreland after you see him in this movie, and you don't want to, if you don't find yourself wanting to see more of him, you have no sense of humor. I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> this this guy was. I'm a with cheap, you there. <laughs> and he's underrated in my opinion. Yes. This is a yeah. must see, especially if you like old detective movies. Yeah. And this was a whole series of movies. I I, I don't know how many. I want to There's say 50, a lot. 50, 30, anywhere yeah. from 35 to 50 in there? It, it, it's Some a lot. Lost, but there, there's a lot of them in there. Yeah, and, and I, So, I, yes, I say yes, watch it. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with Dave. Yes, watch it if you want to see the start of all this whole detective genre. And Matt Moreland is just great. And the, the they're well-written Um just look at it as look, hey, you're watching something from the forties. You may not always agree with things you see. And that's right. just that's just life and that's how it is. And this is some pretty cool shit. And I absolutely enjoyed it. Great. So I'm glad I can too. turn you on to something new like that. Yeah. That was that's pretty cool. That makes me So uh, and Oh really? <laughs> Until <laughs> next time we'll come back with something else old or bad or good. I don't know. We'll catch you all later. <laughs>